PFT Media. You are now listening to Cinema Crespodiso. Previously on Cinema Crespodiso. Welcome to Cinema Crespodiso, our second episode ever. Pretty sweet. Oh, in the 50s, a Crespo died. A, Nash, a Puerto Rican nationalist. Uh, Ford nationalists were killed one day in the 50s during a demonstration one of them was a crespo oh really yeah they did not do that aha check it out man i'm gonna be doing like crespo research yeah do some crespo who knows man you might have some macheteros in your blood the fbi might be like looking for your oh no 86 92 164 238 Attention. Welcome to Cinema Crespity. So, I'm your host, Chris Crespo. It is another wonderful Super Bowl Sunday, which means we are recording Cinema Crespity. So, because we, we record these on Sundays, mm-hmm. and uh, the Super Bowl happens on a Sunday every, every year. year. So, it just now becomes our annual tradition, Drew. Yeah, we've of recording on Super Bowl on Sunday. Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah. I mean, it helps that we don't really care about football. It does help. And it does help that they just recap it on the the road to the Super Bowl they show do. ahead of time, so you can get into whole season in thirty minutes. Previously on the NFL, and then I'm like, all right, now just now just watch the game, and I'll make bets on who's going to win the coin toss. I got ten bucks on New England winning the coin toss. It's going to be pretty. Right, how, how about the actual game? I have no idea. Exactly, uh, the Eagles. <laughs> Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's your Chicago. How you doing, Drew? Doing. Uh, sitting in the Steve Etchy chair is Ed. Yeah. How you doing, Ed? Great, great. Glad to be back. Uh, Steve Etchy is in Chicago, and yeah. we're to China. 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 To find it. Of, of all the places to go right now, Chicago, it's a really poor place to catch a connecting flight. Oh, you know what? It actually warmed up. It's now about zero degrees there, so they're good to go. They're fine. Yeah, there's actually liquid on the ground again in some spots. Uh, no, he's on his way to China. It's going to be crazy good for Steve. Oh, he eats his rice. So that actually might work out for him. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he may never come back. Ed is bringing with him our first time guest from Odd Elixir Mead Works. Drew, you like that? I do. I, I, I like fermented honey. You like that? It's uh, delicious. That Nectar of the Gods, yes. yeah, that Viking booze. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anne Marie is here. Anne Marie, how you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks for having us. Let me give you one of these. Yeah. yeah. Air horn. Yeah, I like the air horn. Yes, yes. Oh, I right. love the air horn. Okay, I'll put the air horn away. No Thank more. You. Oh. No more air horn for you. I'm sorry. Yeah, Drew really can't stand it. It, it, it makes me cringe. If he had, if he didn't have no soul already, I would say it killed him on the inside a little bit each time. But, but I'm already dead he's inside. Already dead inside, yeah. so it's fine. It's just kicking. None up. of the reggaeton. It's just horns. blasting an air horn in a dead horse's face. Is, mm-hmm. is what that's all Pretty about, much. right, Drew? Yeah. How you doing, buddy? You doing, doing okay? You speaking, hanging in there? Do you need a hug? You want to stop the show? I give you a hug. Speaking of dead horses' faces, I'm in a I'm in a hugging mood. Speaking of dead horses' faces, that's this uh, Super Bowl weekend box office. Yeah. We were joking about this right beforehand, so it's a Super Bowl weekend. It is one of the three worst movie weekends for uh, studios to put out movies because they're like, no one's going to 
almost going to the movies this weekend. Super Bowl weekend is one of them. Labor Day weekend is one of them because that's like the last official weekend of the summer. People do barbecues and stuff like that. And then the other one, for some reason, is the first weekend of December, right after Thanksgiving. <laughs> but not Black Friday no. weekend. The one after that. No. For some reason, that one is a dead zone. Because I think they're pe- they think people are shopping. Maybe. Consumerism. To- I, don't, I don't know what these do. I don't know. I seem like, you know, spending two hours in a movie theater, having getting to ignore my family would be fantastic. That's know, right? why <laughs> tons of movies come out at the end of the month. Yes. On Christmas Day. On Christmas or Day. on Thanksgiving Day. That's why we went to go see Vice yeah. on Christmas Day on at Christmas noon. Day at noon, yeah. Theater was packed. <laughs> <laughs> Packed. Nobody wanted to be with their family. Packed at noon. Like our friend of the show, Amy Drew Thompson, like she says, Christmas no longer a movie going holiday for Jewish people anymore because now everyone's going to Jews and Gentiles alike mm-hmm. are going to the movies on Christmas. Although not for me, Christmas necessarily. Thanksgiving had always been a big going to the movies day, uh, especially with family. You eat all day and then you're full, especially people that don't care about uh, sports. Football. Yeah, and it's all about sports that day, right? Yeah, get out of there, go see a movie instead. They're always releasing movies on the big holidays. Super Bowl, though, not that holiday. Yeah. Because people are going to stay home eating their ribs, drinking their mead. Hopefully, they should be drinking mead. Absolutely. It'll be a great mead uh, drinking day, uh, Super Bowl day. Let's talk about some mead. Let's talk about Volusia Beer Week. All right. Uh, well, first, we'll keep up that box office. We're going to talk about that when we do the movie reviews. That's okay. a teaser for how bad the box office is when we do the, <laughs> when we do the movie reviews. We'll talk about those numbers. Oh, my God. Oof, it's that awful. Um, VolusiaBeerWeek.com. That's starting... Now. Uh, it started February 1st. Yes, it's happening. Yes. All it's right. On. It's going on. This episode's coming out like right away. So what are the things we want to plug immediately with the, for the locals here? So our next uh, our next really big event, which is one of my favorite events of the year, is on February 7th. Mm-hmm. It's on Thursday. Mm-hmm. It is Brews and Bowties. Okay. Uh, so this is the fifth year that we've done Brews and Bowties. Mm-hmm. And Brews and Bowties is a 10-course beer pairing dinner. Whoa. Nice. Uh, it's a really cool event. And what kind of sets this event apart is that we don't... Don't really pick the food or the beer mm-hmm. we let the chefs and the brewers do that uh, we pair uh, we partner up a brewer and a chef and they get together they talk about what they do what their concept is mm-hmm. and they create a pairing that really kind of exemplifies who they are wow. as chefs and brewers that sounds very like thought like well thought out and fun instead of just throwing something out there we're gonna we're promoting this do something with that you're letting them come up with it very organically it's very smart yeah, it's it's a great it's a great event and 10 courses 10 courses oh my yes. goodness true chicago that's a lot of food that's a lot of food my man uh was one of them a dessert how many dessert courses out of 10 two dessert courses we have well I, <laughs> how does that work i say we have one and yeah. a half we have we have one dessert course, <laughs> and then we have a we have a restaurant that is does a, a is going to be doing a little dessert side with Ooh. their regular uh, main course nice that's awesome there you go see i was right Drew. Mm-hmm. i was right about I'm, one thing more than one when 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 it comes to movies i'm right about a lot of stuff when it comes to other things not so much I, you know, i can be right about one thing every now and then um when is that? What day is that? That's Thursday the 7th. That's Thursday the 7th. Uh, when is Leslie Joe's um, comedy show? That will be, that's Wednesday the 6th. That's uh, going to be uh, at Abbey Bar right oh. in downtown DeLand. Okay. Uh, I believe that starts at 8 o'clock. Nice. Very, uh, very We started awesome. that last year. Uh, a bunch of kind of beer nerd comics out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
making people laugh, mm-hmm. talking about uh, the crazy world that is uh, is beer. Why not? We keep uh, it's very easy to lampoon beer and craft beer, and you know you see it all the time. People making fun of it, but it's so delicious too. Uh, you know, we are our own jokes. I mean, <laughs> especially me. You can be in on the joke; it's fine. You know, that's perfectly fine. And then, of course, the the land beer fest is like Absolutely. the big the big granddaddy of it all, right? Tenth annual. Tenth annual. That's on Friday. Yeah, we've been. No, it's on Saturday. That's on. That's why I said that's on Saturday. Drew, <laughs> Drew, do, edit that. Make sure you edit that. Got I got you. We'll fix it in post. We'll fix that in post. Yeah, Saturday the uh, Saturday the ninth. Uh, what um, time does that start? It runs from one to five. So don't do any. One to five. Yeah. Um, Hundred and fifteen breweries. That, I, just, I, I can't. It needs to be longer. All those breweries. That's not enough time to. I guarantee you, no one needs more than four hours. Uh, for sure. <laughs> at least for yeah. steady drinking. Yeah, that, that's very true. We were talking about this last week. Had so yeah. many breweries. That's unbelievable. Uh, and it started with how many uh, in the beginning? Oh, I think at the beginning, I think we had maybe 35 wow. or 40 breweries yeah. in the beginning. Um, our first attendance was 250 people. Even that's highly so, successful. That's a yeah. great. That's a great turnout. Great. Uh, great. A uh, lot of number of breweries working with you already in the beginning, but yeah. it's grown so much in that 10 years. That's incredible. Yeah, it's great. And that's then so you know, cool. this year, 115 breweries. Mm-hmm. We've got six food trucks coming out this year, mm-hmm. um, and we're expecting about 1,500 people. Wow! So get there early, ladies and gentlemen. Get your drink on, but be responsible. Uber, Lyft. Uh, ride share, right? Do stuff like that. Walk if you can. Uh, sleep on the street before and after that. Uh, things that. Mm-hmm. What, else, what else can we do? <laughs> act homeless. Near, either nearby woods, act homeless. Find well, near, I mean, nearby you'll, camps. You'll already be stinking of alcohol afterwards. It's so true. if you just Fit pass right out in. on the street, yeah. Oh boy, you got to be careful. Mm-hmm. Definitely drink responsibly when it comes to these beer fests. <laughs> eat, eat food, drink water, have a sample, and then drink some water. And Absolutely. Then, and then have another sample, and then maybe drink some water, ladies and gentlemen. Ed. Yeah, drink some water, buddy. Yes, yes. All right. You know, yeah, and yeah. the great thing is, is that as a, at a festival like this, is you can really kind of pick and choose what you want to drink because mm. there's so many things to choose from, mm. and there's so many breweries to choose from. Mm. It's physically impossible to try everything, so don't exactly. try. So, I mean, yes, just you would die. Pick, pick what you want. Get your favorite breweries. Check out some of the new ones that are around. Don't feel Check out the in. locals. Right. You know, there's some really good beer out there, and there's a lot to choose from. No reason to stand in lines. Uh, you know, no reason to uh, not have a good time. That's uh, true. So. And if people want to try some mead. Absolutely. Autolixer will be there. We'll actually have uh, three brand new meads uh, that are that are released. Uh, actually, no, sorry, four brand new meads uh, that we're releasing this week. Oh, so what kind of meads are we talking about here? Because uh, Drew and I, we know standard mead. You know, the, That's about it. honey wine. We go to mm-hmm. When we go to Total Wine, what do we get? We get, what's this, honey wine? That's it? Perfect. It's we it's we don't we don't know anything else about it, so go ahead and blow our minds now with the. Uh, right. with so we uh, we have our our first two releases, which were released on Friday night, um, called uh, "This Is My Circus" and "These Are My Monkeys." <laughs> okay. So we've got a we've got a chocolate <laughs> banana meat and a and a peanut butter vanilla. No. Uh, the blend of the two is called "I'm the Ringmaster." <laughs> okay. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, on Friday night, we'll be releasing probably my favorite mead release that we've ever done. Mm-hmm. It's called Madame Curie, mm-hmm. and it is a roasted honey mead uh, that mm-hmm. is going to come in at right around 11% alcohol. Mm-hmm. It is aged in a copper, bother, copper, copper bottom rum barrel, mm-hmm. and uh, it was aged on top of some vanilla and ancho chilies. Oh, so it's getting a little bit of spice then off the little bit, just chilies. a little bit. The ancho bit is really more there for the fruit and the smoke. Okay, I'm um, not a, a, more vanilla than mm-hmm. spice, but you definitely get that kind of ancho smoke in the background. And then the smokiness from the barrel and all that well, you, stuff. You know, right? A lot of vanilla, a lot of butter, a little wow. bit of coconut coming in through uh, from that rum barrel. Wow. Um, and that particular mead is a tribute mead to uh, a French bulldog that we lost this past year. Oh. So it's a it's really a, a mead that's near and dear to my heart, but just the just the liquid itself. 
mm. is probably one of the favorite meats, my favorite meats I've ever made. That sounds delicious. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Um, you said 11%. What is a typical meat? What is that coming at? Is that similar to wine where it's like you know, 11, 12, 13? I'll tell you, honestly, there really isn't a typical. Mm -hmm. uh, just like with beer, you can have things that range from 2.5% up to... Probably like you know, 13, 14, you know, even higher. You know, yeah, even sure. higher than that. Ridiculous. And meads can be the same way. When people tend to, people who are introduced to mead through, say, movies and literature, mm -hmm. you know, they're they're introduced to a mead that's probably in that, uh, you know, 12 to 15% range, similar to wine, mm -hmm. something that's sweet, something that's thick-bodied. Yes. Um, that's not the meads that we make. Mm -hmm. uh, we tend to make meads, uh, we make sessionable, sessionable meads. Okay. You know, those big, heavy-bodied meads, big, sweet, high alcohol, those are really, really great to get you through a Nordic winter. Sure. You know, you need, it's you're cold. A, you gotta a you got to forget how cold you are. <laughs> you got to get along with the people you're stuck in a cave That's with. Yeah, yeah. Eat a little bit of alcohol and calories to get you get you the nutri nutrients. Right. We have very few Nordic winters in Florida. Mm -hmm. So we need we need meads to get us so through the so beach. So you want a drinking mead right. that you can sit we, down we, and we have a couple. Be, we need mead for beach season. I like that. Um, right. So the meads that we make are sessionable, uh, often under 7%. Okay. Uh, they're, uh, most of them are served on draft, so you get a little bit of a bubble to them. Ooh, nice. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of a little drier, a little crisper. Mm -hmm. You know, I brought two samples for you today. I've got one on the sweet side, one on the dry side. All so. right. We'll, we'll crack into those. Uh, we'll break over to them during, during the break. How about that? And then when we come back, we'll be drinking them. That sounds great. Well, so what do you have exactly here? We'll talk about what we got. What we so have? I brought two of our core meads. Our mm -hmm. first is our limerick, which actually started as a seasonal. Okay. Um, it is a key lime mead. Uh, very dry, very crisp. Very Florida, like you yeah. said. Yeah. Beach, beach mead. And we're uh, we're located in uh, downtown Deland, and we're mm -hmm. very fortunate. We actually have the production facility for Kermit's Key Lime okay. uh, right in Deland. Right there. So mm -hmm. we get very fresh key lime juice. Oh, wow. Um, nice. So we're, we're fortunate that we have access to that. Um, and then our other one is our uh, a kind of our standard mead. It is called Abbey Normal. Mm. Yes, yeah, uh, Young Frankenstein right yeah, there. Absolutely. Very, very cool. Um, so that is just a single varietal wildflower honey mead, no additional flavors. Um, it's a, it's probably the closest thing that we make to a quote traditional mead. Nice. Okay. Very cool. So we'll we'll try that one first, and then we'll try the. Yep. Uh, oh man, this is true. Are you excited? I am. I'm ready. I'm very excited. I'm, I'm pumped to try some meat. Very cool. Thank you so much for yeah. coming. Also, people, uh, we've mentioned this before. Hopefully, someone's using it. Yeah. PFT at checkout gets you $5 off the tickets to the Deland Beer yes. Fest uh, on Saturday. And then everything goes to charity anyway. Right? It's yes, all, it's mm -hmm. all for good. Yes, calls, all of so. our, all of our, all, all of our premier events during Beer Week, um, all benefit local charities. There you go. So, so, the, so take that five dollars that you save and then donate that to like Yellow Brick Road or something, or, or give it to someone. You know, it's all, it's all for good cause. As I'll we're take all it. Having a good time. Give it to Ed. Ed could use this guy. <laughs> he needs some gas money. He's driving all over the place. Yeah. Doesn't smoke a pay you for that? Hold on a second. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wait a second. I'm about to start go fund me for this dude. He's getting paid. Um. All right. VolutionBeerWeek.com. People go there. Odd elixir. Uh. Located in the land. Right. Uh, where, if people want to, if they're in that area, where can they go on, on any other uh, day of the week? Where can they go to try it? Oh, so um, Elixir is located inside of Abbey Bar. We're open seven days a week. Okay. Um, you go to autolixir.com, find our hours, um, yep. find us up on uh, on Instagram and uh, Facebook as well, uh, at Autolixir Meads. Excellent. Um, have all of our hours, but we are open seven days a week. Seven days a week? Yep. Yes, very good. Take that Chick-fil-A. I want yeah. my meat on a Sunday. Sunday meat. You should. You should make a chicken sandwich on a Sunday. I mean, you can, but not, but not Chick Fil A. Well, you can come get a really great, you know, uh, chicken quesadilla at our place. Though. There we go. So, yes, there we go. Best of both Best. The best part. Um. All right. Excellent. Very exciting. All right. We tease that box office. We tease this box office, guys. You got to hear this. Normally, so think about a movie like, say, uh, we have 
Captain Marvel is coming out in 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 March, uh, the, the next big Marvel movie. That's going to make opening weekend maybe 150 million, and 120, that, 150 million. And that is one single movie. That one movie, that one weekend. When uh, the Avengers movie comes out at the end of April, the Avengers Endgame, that's going to make what 250 million probably mm-hmm. in its opening weekend. Uh, this weekend, all new movies, all movies that played, no, all, movie, all movies, all, period. all 39 movies that all played all movies across America made a total, every showing, all weekend made a total of $70 million. 70 million. Damn. <laughs> yeah. It's a bad, bad weekend to go see movies. Unless you don't really care about football and you're a movie fan. So what happens is these studios, they see this weekend and they're like, I don't know what to do with this. No one's going to want to go see my movie because they all want to see the footballs. So, uh... We all put out these other movies that we have that, you know, maybe someone would go see them. So I remember a few years ago, I saw a, some of my favorite directors are these old Frenchmen called the, 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 the uh, Jean-Luc and Pierre Dardenne, the Dardenne brothers. They're these old white guys from France and they just make these tiny little dramas. But then one Super Bowl weekend, there was one with Marion Cotillard playing over at the Regal. And I was like, oh, there's a, a French movie playing. I'll go see this French movie on Super Bowl Sunday. You know, they always do these weird releases. So they did that this weekend. Yeah. Drew and I, we went and saw a World War One documentary called They Shall Not Grow Old. Oh, yeah. And it, we're not like, I mean, you know, respect to the war, greatest generation, all that stuff, whatever. It's not like, we, I, I don't watch, you watch History Channel, don't you? But yeah. that's, that's for the ancient alien stuff, though. You don't actually care. Well, no, it, yeah, th- that and Vikings. Do they put any history on History I think Channel? That, I think it's stopped in the anymore. 90s, actually. Uh, yeah. yeah, not really. It's, like a, it's kind of like the Science Channel. There's no. not much science on there anymore. No. <laughs> no, no oh, remember the like Learning Channel? Food. The Learning Channel. Yeah. The, uh, tender, the Tender Loving Care Channel. Yeah, pretty much. What, what do they call it now? Just the, TLC. It's just TLC, right? Yeah. Just like PFT Media. See, yeah. it works, people. It works. It doesn't have to stand for anything. PFTmedia.com. Um, so uh, we went and saw this because it's Peter Jackson. Mm-hmm. And he took... Uh, he was actually approached by the... Um, British War Museum, War Memorial Museum people, the official uh, government, whatever uh, entity that has all this footage, and it was all old footage and old interviews, and they gave it to Peter Jackson and said, can you please uh, find a way to restore this? And he turned it into an hour and a half documentary that overlays the interviews with like footage of people signing up, uh, getting their uh, equipment, doing a little bit of training, and then heading overseas, and then like digging then, the trenches, and the and whole then, process, and, and then the actual war itself, and then the actual the actual war itself. And uh, here's the here's the thing. Here's the hook. So the footage, and even when the movie begins, it's all black and white. It, it looks like any footage you see on a, on the History Channel. It looks like a footage you see in school or whatever. And then as they, it's like twenty minutes into the movie, as the soldiers are in Europe and they're like working in the trenches and. Uh, there's a part of the narration where I forgot what they're even saying at this point, and you're watching the screen, and the whole thing is presented in um, the original aspect ratio where it's like a square. Mm-hmm. So you got this big movie theater screen, but most of it is black because the image is just a square in the middle, and then it like spreads out, or the image gets bigger, and it be- fills up the whole screen, and then transitions to almost like almost high, color, yeah, almost color, practically like its version of high def, like it looks. They cleaned up the footage in such a kind way that it, 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 it looks real again. It, it looks amazing. It, yeah. looks, it looks like, wow, like they someone shot this recently, you know. Uh, and then it, the next hour or so of the movie is uh, this, like, touched up, fixed uh, World War One footage of British soldiers uh, in the trenches and 
and like the bombardments and uh, the things they did between the terror, you know, which uh, wasn't very often, and a lot of talk about uh, plums and apples mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> plums and apples jelly, trench foot, trench foot. Oh, ooh, okay. This movie is actually not for like the faint of heart. It, it, oh, it's rated R. It's rated R for a reason because <laughs> yeah, it's real war. Real war. Lots of footage of like here's all the corpses. Here's what we yeah. did. The corpses. Unfortunately, we couldn't do anything with them. Here's yeah. corpses covered in flies. You can see the flies buzzing. Uh, here's like yeah the trench foot section. Here's some people with like though. Here's some of the worst cases. I hope some of the worst cases of <clears throat> trench foot. Of trench foot. Like well documented. Like, oh, yeah. I was as we were watching the movie. I'm like oh I'm very glad. We had dinner beforehand because mm-hmm. well, yeah. not a good move. And uh, so parts of the movie get pretty gnarly. Like, it lets you know, you know, I mean, we all know war is huh? Right. It sucks. But but this really drives it home. Like, World War One was brutal. And World War Two is sort of considered the first, like, the one that got a lot oh. of real footage that came back to America real time. World War One didn't have that. World uh, Vietnam was the first televised war, yeah. and that's when people started to be like, "Oh, maybe war is not so good." Um, well, when World War well, One was around, there really wasn't a lot in the way of television. Precisely. You got a you got a you got a single single frame in a in a newspaper that you know one, some of the smaller towns. You had one newspaper that made it the whole town, so there really wasn't a way to publicize. And the then whatever they want to say goes, so they can be like, "War's going great. Send your boys. We need more bodies." And then they're like, "Oh yeah, go go go. You need more." The beginning of the movie is very much like. Here's a propaganda. We need you. Uh, one of the pieces that they put up, one of the government pieces was, are you going to sit around? Like, are you satisfied? Go sign up and serve your nation. And Go to the wall. So that's why we end up a lot of like 14, 15, and 16-year-olds showing up. And then they'd be like, I'm 16 years old. And the recruiter would be like, you mean you're 19 years old? And, and the like, guy yes. would be like, yes, I'm 19 years old. All right, <laughs> sign here. And uh, it's, yeah, it's crazy because they didn't know. They were like, I'm just going to do this good thing. And then some of them say in the interviews, obviously they're survivors. They're saying the um, when they get there, no one's smiling. And then as they're like getting into the trenches, like, oh, what what have I done? <laughs> you know, even some of them talking about during the boot camp parts of the discipline. They're like, I don't know. This may have been a, a mistake. A poor decision. A poor decision. But they didn't know. They didn't know. Now we know. Now we know. We've seen a full metal jacket. Mm-hmm. We, know to, we know what to expect. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, platoon, you guys see platoon? You see platoon, Ed? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Long time ago. Yeah. Johnny Depp. I, I Johnny had, Depp does. I had the awful platoon Nintendo game that was damn near impossible. So did I. That game made no sense. It Agreed. made no sense. You like crawled around you're, and then, and then you set a tripwire off and you died. It yeah, you're no just crawling sense. through the jungle, the infinite jungle. Why? Because <laughs> we needed Vietnam War of video games. Apparently, man, uh-huh. Japan didn't get it, but did they? Maybe they did. Probably. Uh, so this movie is pretty stunning. It's like it really. Oh, puts Japan you in there. got it. Oh, they got it. Yeah. Oh, actually, they got oh, it yeah. twice. That's pretty bad. That's yeah. our that's our bad Japan. And uh, Drew, right? Recommend? Would you recommend mm. people? I mean, for the layman, for the average moviegoer, should they go see this, or is this more of like a history buff type thing? What do you think? I think this movie should be played in every high school history class at least once. Like, Ooh. like you should watch. Like, bef- when you talk about World War One in history class, you should watch this movie. And then, and then watch that for, yeah. the, for the British perspective mm-hmm. at least. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, I mean, for just, a war, a good war perspective. Yeah, no, exactly. Just, Those trenches were nasty. Yeah. I mean, war is war. War is ugly. Yeah. Well, whoever, yeah, but whoever it is or wherever it is. Yeah, but and it, this was a, a, but everyone, a particularly gross like dug in senseless once, version of it too. Every once in a while you have to be reminded that war is ugly because people forget. I mean, once once everybody who went to World War Two is dead, I have a feeling we're in the ballpark for a whole nother world war because we've forgotten mm. what it's yeah. like yeah <laughs> it, it's pretty wild it's pretty crazy um 
So yeah, I think Drew's right. Yeah, it's good for like academia. I'm glad. I'm glad it's made. Peter Jackson maybe is going to be one of our next great documentarian filmmakers. I mean, someone next, needs to not, pick up that David Attenborough slack when he dies. Yeah, Attenborough's come on. Man. I mean, that man's ancient. He's just like they just, they just prop him up for voiceovers now. <laughs> um, this is Jurassic Park. I think we're his brother. Um, he's working on a Beatles documentary now, Peter Jackson, where he's getting he has fifty hours or sixty hours of unseen Beatles footage. And hundreds of hours of audio, and he's gonna put it all together into a documentary. So we're doing a very similar thing, but that's much footage is much better condition than World War One. Yeah, footage. Uh, goodness, goodness gracious, that that was a wild thing. It's like that stuff is so old. We're talking about cameras that's that the old school hand cranking oh, those yeah. things, you know. And then someone else has a machine that's trying to capture the sound, and then yeah. they have to transport both things. And real film that they're trying to change and not expose. Oh and my goodness! Store properly, and and then there's bombs going <laughs> off. It's a war. <laughs> These people are insane. They were insane. The Germans got machine guns. Like, what are you doing? Ah, good times, good mm, times. Yeah. It, it made for great entertainment for us all these years. Later. Yeah, no, I mean it was, it was, it was crazy. Hey, if if that war, if we got, if anything, we got that documentary out of World War One. So there you go. It was if, all worth it. If, if anything, anything, we got that documentary, mm, right? Right. And also, sure, two great episodes of The Devils in the Details. Uh, what is the Great War Part One and Part Two? Mm-hmm. Dan Perella and Clara Sinclair break down World War One to well, Pedro Lima. It, it, it's a good thing that all those millions of Europeans died so we could podcast about it. Yes. Yeah. Millions. Millions. Don't forget don't forget the Americans. Millions. Don't forget the Puerto Ricans. They sent over a few thousand of those as well. Yeah. That's why that we all get, of, that's why all, we got that status to begin with, man. The government needed some bodies. Um all right. So we saw that and then I saw on Netflix. Have you guys seen the buzz online for this buzz? This, this, <laughs> I'm sorry, that's my bad. I did not know. Oh god. <laughs> yes you did. I'm just gonna Nope. Do it. This is the last episode Go. of the show. <laughs> We're canceling Chris Vitti, so. Uh, Velvet Buzzsaw. Have you guys seen any of this online? Matt, I've, I've seen, seen the, uh, the buzz. Uh, have you well, seen the, the buzz? Have you seen people posting yeah. about it? It's surprising. So many things come out now. I'm shocked when anything gets like traction. Uh, gets traction. When yeah. people start tweeting about the same thing. The Bird Box memes. When Bird yeah. Box became a meme. I was like, wow, I think. Why, why this? Is it because no. of Sandra Bullock, maybe? Just the sight of her in a blindfold made, her, made it easily memeable? I don't Perhaps. know, but a lot of people are. T- well, that and I'm sure a lot of people episode. actually watch the movie. I mean, through word of mouth. And That's whatnot. the thing. People, when but, people start talking, people watch. Netflix claims that a lot of people watch Bird Box. I'm sure they did. Yeah, they did. So um, I saw Velvet Buzzsaw, which is Dan Gilroy, the guy who wrote and directed Nightcrawler with Jake Gyllenhaal. It's their next movie together, also with Renee Russo, is in this as well. Yeah, and it's like a, um, it's a satire farce of the art world about like art curators yes. and stuff. And uh, buying and selling art and what what is the value of art and everything like that. It's that mixed with like um, early two thousands Japanese horror, like uh, like so like, the like, ring, like the ring, yeah. Where uh, where the setup is. This is all in the trailer. And if this was in the trailer, and if it was a better movie, I think I would do better to like try to hide this and mm-hmm. let people discover it on their own. But it's but I'll just let people know what's going on because it's part of what. It's what makes the movie good, but also bad, in okay. my opinion. It, so this movie's for the first 20, 30 minutes is a comedy, straight-up comedy about ridiculous art and yeah. stuff. And then someone discovers, like, a, a dead old man, and it turns out this dead old man is an artist who has, like, 
hundreds of paintings in his apartment. And it's amazing. And they're all brilliant paintings of angst and anguish and people in pain and stuff. So they display them in the gallery. People buy them. And then the people who take the paintings and try to seek profit off them or whatever uh, end up dying in different ways. Uh, so it's very much like the paintings are haunted. and uh, But then it keeps bouncing back and forth. So, you know, it's a crazy comedy where Jake Gyllenhaal has these big white glasses and he's like acting like Andy Warhol to, uh, it's a scary movie about paintings that kill people. And then, <laughs> and then, and then it's ridiculous how it goes back and forth and like I appreciate it so much like what they're going for oh. like oh yeah I get it but then uh, I don't I don't really but get it but it doesn't work uh I, I think some people do like it online. I'm seeing people enjoying it, especially with the Crespo Hundo 2019. People are watching, they're enjoying it. But mm-hmm. I wasn't like I. I wanted to like it more than I did. John but Malkovich is in it. Yeah, Rene Russo, Tony Collette is in it. Has I a, did see has that. A great yeah. cast. That's a great cast. Yeah. It's, I mean, a, it's a fine. Movie, I mean, it's I in all reality. I think if you watched the trailer, you might as well have watched the movie. That's the thing. The trailer gives away all of it. All of it. How all can, of it. How can Netflix not make a movie without giving it Absolutely away? Absolutely, all of Come it. Come on, Netflix. It's so weird. They don't. They don't know what they're doing. Yeah, unless it comes to documentaries, Netflix knows what they're doing with their docs. That's interesting. Their docs are really good and true crime stuff. Uh, yeah. uh, what's, that? what's that? Making a murderer. Right. Yeah. That I mean, was it's, super. It's mostly uh, documentary. Popular. The staircase. Yeah. Another one was very popular. What's that was their first one, wasn't it? I think making a murderer was first, and then the staircase was like right after. They're like, well, and then I think they did. A st- or are they working on a season two? Of making a murder. Oh, it's gotta out. be. It's, it's, out. it's out already. It's yeah, out. It's I'm, been out. I'm sure. Yeah. 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 It's I mean, crazy. They even did the uh, the fake version, the American Vandal with yeah. the that one. The first season was hilarious. Yeah, it's like that. someone drawing dicks on things yep. or whatever, and it's like high school kids or whatever. Man, I'm I'm so behind. Yeah. Who drew so the dicks? On everything. Who drew the dicks? I'm so it behind on all of it. I did it. Was it Drew? I drew the dicks. Spoiler alert. What the? It was me. Why would you? Why not? I was going to watch the show. Too bad. And you gave it away. Yeah. How dare you, Drew Stockburn? Okay, let me check my list here. All right, so those are the movies. Uh, Drew, you see anything else recently? No. No, you haven't watched no. nothing? Not, or are you still playing video games or something? Uh, I'll tell you or? Assassin's Creed Odyssey right now. You enjoying it? Yes, no? It's fun. Know? I mean, it's just, it's kind of a daunting task because the game is huge. I mean, you're playing in ancient Greece at like the height of Greek civilization. Yeah. So it's... It is a massive map, and so the, ru- inten- the ruins aren't ruined yet. For for all intents and purposes, I mean, you have it. It's you know a sandbox game, so you got free reign to explore wherever, whenever. Are you going to ruin the ruins by the end of it? Maybe, maybe. Is, I it, hope is so. that the point of the game where you, you blow up the Colosseum? I mean, that would, and then and then you leave. Oh, I mean, that would be fun. <laughs> <laughs> you blow up the uh, Aqua, 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 Aquaman. Yeah, live, live at the Aquaman. I mean, who knows? May, may, yeah. there, there might be ancient gods in this. I mean, I'm fighting some of the legendary beasts that Hercules like, killed, like a uh, Yanni. No, like a Nemean lion. Oh, Yanni's a descendant of this lion. Really? Yeah, interesting. Don't you know that? No, Same with Kenny G. And Kenny G. No. Kenny I, I didn't know Kenny G was Greek. He's half. I knew Greek. Quarter, Greek. Quarter Greek. Oh, he's so Greek. He is. He's, yeah, yeah. He's he's, he's like Greeks. he's so Greek. He's like yogurt. Yeah. That was kind of dumb. All right. Okay. No. No, I like it. I like it. I get it. Ed. <laughs> the thing is, there's also French yogurt. There's American yogurt. But I get it. It's yeah. like sour. You'd say Yanni's sour because it's kind of <laughs> sour. Yanni's not that sour. He's sweet. He looks like he's a sweet gentleman. I mean, who, who, I mean who he's the strawberry he's, version. I mean, would hold you uh, softly. Hmm? I mean, he's got that. He he looks like if Yanni looks like if Tom Selleck and Fabio had a kid. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! You're right. <laughs> I oh called it. Yeah, I'm right. I'm right. Fabio. I'm right. Fabio. Uh, yes, plus, plus Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck <laughs> equals Yanni. Equals. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think I've stumbled upon something, Chris. All right. Ed, you watch anything lately? Uh, it's... Uh, or is it all beer worth it going up no. to the beer fest? <laughs> uh, it's, I've watched a few he's just, things. He's just looking at the beer. He can't drink it right now. Oh, wait. Oh, no, it's no, February. No. Oh, yeah. It's February. Started, Congratulations. Started, you, know. you survived. Well, uh, yeah, we won't say much about it. But, uh, <laughs> uh, no. Um, yeah, just enjoy, you know, enjoying beer again. Yeah. But uh, um, last movie I went to was Aquaman. I thought that was Yeah, which we talked about last week. Yeah, yeah sure. Okay. And then what was it? I started watching that Russian doll series on Netflix, no, the one I, about the girl that dies over and I, over again. I just oh. saw that uh, today when I was scrolling through. It's like ha- it's like Happy Death Day, but with what's her face? She was in some movies. Uh, uh, ne- Natasha Leon. She's uh, one of the girls from uh, Orange Is the New Black. Also, y- yes. Uh, is she it um, is it called Russian Doll? Yeah, it's yeah. called Russian Dolls. Oh, okay. Yes, interesting. See, that's what I'm saying. There's so much stuff. Yeah, and it, I didn't yeah. even know. They're like a 30-minute episode, so, you know, eight eight, eight episodes, Even better. Minutes. Oh, my God. 30-minute episodes. TV yeah. shows are getting too long. Movies are getting too long. Everything needs to be shorter. Well, I mean, Netflix is trying with that. I mean, uh, a lot of their, like, action and drama pieces are, like, just around 90 minutes. Most of them aren't two hours. Oh, yeah, sure. Because they got to be I mean, cheaper. I, I, and they're I, trying to produce so much of I it. I saw that Polar trailer, and it looked silly. Ooh, people are... Hating that one, really? it looks really <laughs> fucking silly. No one likes it. Was it. Not, it was not a good movie. Yeah, yeah there no, you exactly. Go. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Ed, back yeah. me up on that. Not a good movie. No one likes it. No, I almost want looks, to see it. It, it, it looks, definitely better than IO. It, it looks oh, like a, that one. Too. It looks like a mixture a of like uh, God. What was that awful Frank Miller movie that he did at the end? Uh, the spirit, the spirit. So take that. Okay. Mix it with Tom Selleck. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> uh, shoot him up. Yeah, smoking aces. No, shoot him up. Shoot him up with Clive Owen. I see people uh, relating to uh, the smoking aces, but yeah. shoot him up, same thing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Very so hyperactive. Like, yeah, those two movies. A lot of look, over the top. Yeah, too much style, not enough M- substance. Michael Madsen has an eye patch most of the time. What's him I mean, with Ma- Matt Mickelson? What, Matt, what's Michael him with the eye, eye stuff? Matt Mickelson and the eye things. I don't that know. Uh, Valhalla Rising it's got scars. Uh, 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 I guess that's about it. Yeah, the eye. No, he was the man with the the bleeding eye. Man and, with the bleeding uh, eye in the Casino Royals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Blue cheese. No. I saw that movie years ago. <laughs> You're right. What's up with him in eyes? I don't know. It's, it's weird. like it's like how Tom Hanks pees in things. Brad Pitt eats in things. <laughs> he always has fucked up eyes. Yeah. Tom Hardy always wears masks of some sort. It's so strange. Always covered. wears masks. Yes, not always wear masks. Only when Christopher Nolan movies. <laughs> Um, or in, also in Mad Max. Yeah. Um, Amber, are you watching anything lately? Anything that uh, you really like? In... I'm not, we're actually... We've... Even a series? or We're, we're actually binge-watching Heroes right now. No. Oh, there we go. <laughs> I never watched it when it came out. I was the... about to ask if it's a rewatch or if it's your first it's time. First so it's time your first through, time through, yeah. Why? What, what, what brought it on? That's I have no... I, we just started watching it one night, and it's like... It, on what? It, uh, didn't, it didn't suck that bad, on, so we On Hulu, kept, I think, um, or... IMDb. Oh, you can stream stuff straight through yeah. IMDb? Oh, yeah, they have a, like, IMDb free dive, as they're right, called it, or yeah. something. Interesting. Where everything's got a service now. Yeah. For criminy's sake. <laughs> I'm still waiting for this Disney thing to start up. That D+. And they also got the Criterion channel that you, I want to get on. You, you want to get that D+, I all up in your D+. eyes? Plus, all up in my, my, my All about that ears, D+. Plus. And, you know, my brains. Yeah. Uh, how deep are you on Heroes now? One season, two seasons? We're into uh, season three, I believe. That's oh, all they wow. did, so right? It's starting to get, uh, four seasons, I believe four? it is. Wow. Yeah, and we're, then they we're starting to get into it when things get really, really weird. You're like, eh, okay. That's the thing. I, I think it started strong for people, and then it fell off for it's everyone like, really I can quick. see the shark in the distance right now. <laughs> yeah, get ready. We're on the skis. Get ready to jump that baby. There's a ramp. Let's jump that shark. Uh, the whole save the cheerleader, save the world thing 
became like a mantra, a pop culture mantra yeah. very early on. Yeah. Uh, it was like before, I feel like, what year was that? 2005? 2004? I think so, yeah. I feel like it was before uh, like Twitter and stuff like that and social media uh, really took off and it was still like a a meme in its own way that got yeah, around there's not a lot of uh, social media references in it uh, there's still flip phones yes so right? uh, yeah. you know the cell, bi- the cell phones definitely it's date a, the show it's a show from a bygone <laughs> era like yep. look at these old fogies with these flip phones and this old technology oh flip phones with the shit funny how that happens alright so you're almost done with the heroes and you're enjoying it that, that's cool I like how what's his name um, the dude that's in it Milo Ventimiglia he's currently on This Is Us and a uh, very popular show. Very, it makes everyone cry, it. apparently. Everyone two cries. Two very popular it. shows. I have no idea. I watched two about. episodes of it. Just to, did, did it make you cry? It, did, no, it's sad, it, it, but it just didn't. Impervious to tears. I like it. Mm. Uh, he ends up playing Rocky Balboa's son in uh, the movie Rocky Balboa. For oh, one, it was that guy yeah, for one scene. That guy for that one episode. Right, one movie, I should say. Yeah, yeah he was the, the son. Yeah, yeah. Very, did he come back in the last one? Mm. No. Mm-mm. I don't think so. Uh, no, he did. Spoiler alert. For Creed okay. 2, at the very, very end. Oh, yeah. He just shows up at his doorstep. Hey, can I come see my grandson? Absolutely, absolutely. Heroes, all right, very good. Anything else you're watching? Reading? Anything you want to put out there? This is just your chance to, like, the, you know, I like to give people pop a shot. So, yeah, pop culturally throw whatever they're into. Uh, see, uh, pop culture is not my uh, strong suit. We're doing Heroes now. Um, I'm way behind on uh, Handmaid's Tale. I really okay. enjoyed the first season, but I haven't even started the second season yet. Talk about behind. And, I haven't even started the first season oh, there yet you myself. Go. Uh, you know, it. it's a, it's, it's, Given the current uh, climate mm-hmm. that we're in, it's really scary. A little, yeah. a little too prescient, maybe. Um, and then, of course, Walking Dead starts uh, next week. So, so I'm, I'm a huge Dead? Walking yeah. Dead fan. Okay. Yeah. I like Still both, millions I like of, both of them. And I know that you know there's a lot of people who are... Yeah. It don't like where it's going. You know, I still think it's very well written. I think it's, again, it's just this... I'm not a zombie fan. Mm-hmm. I'm not really like zombie movies or anything like mm-hmm. that. But that show is just such a great commentary on what happens when society breaks down yeah yeah well that's the whole point of it right yeah. the zombies are just the uh the backdrop the macguffin the yeah. reason why everyone's acting <laughs> yeah. shitty to each other you know uh it is interesting too how that show was so popular that uh it has managed to lose millions of watchers millions of viewers over the years and it's still the most popular thing on one TV. of the most mm-hmm. watched shows regularly on television the season premiere is gonna be a big deal again like it always is it's pretty incredible it's a real juggernaut of a show and evidently they're gonna be making some made-for-tv movies yes, yes. yes. extending uh, rick grimes uh yeah because he's or... off the show now but they want to do something with him so people remember because yeah, his character is still alive but you know him Which is, uh, andrew lincoln is off the show so. and now the book is still yeah. going right drew i mean yeah it's been going since but yeah. has Rick died in the books? I have no idea. No, no, I, I stopped. After, no, no, he's still going in the books. Unbelievable. I, I stopped you know, reading after like graphic novel eight. They're on like thirty something <laughs> now. It's, it's wild. Keeps going. We started reading when it, when they first started. You were like, yeah. check this out. Black and white zombie crazy. thing. Crazy. Like, oh, cool. What is this book one? Neato. Yeah. So that, long ago. Just watching the first episode in black and white was really cool. That was fun. That was yeah. fun. You know, so Frank Darabont he wanted to make the entire series black and white when he conceived co-conceived the show and AMC was like no one's gonna watch this we're not gonna we need to get people to watch it needs to be in color no one's gonna want to watch anything in black and white let alone a zombie thing ends up becoming one of the most popular things ever so a couple seasons later after Frank Darabont had been fired slash quit whatever AMC 
took his idea, rebroadcast the first episode in black and white uh, to much acclaim, obviously, because yeah. it was a great idea. And what? then to copy the book. It was yeah. such a genius idea to copy the book, to be in black and white. Go figure. Why not? But nope. Yeah. Not going to do it. They, they know better. Maybe, yeah, and, maybe they do actually. Show's very successful. I don't know. I don't. I'm not the producer of anything. Yeah. <laughs> I, I produce this. This is not. My complaint uh, about people that complain about Walking Dead is if you've ever read the books, it's a slow fucking book. Oh, it is super slow. Yeah, super slow. Yeah. yeah. So like, oh, nothing's happened. Nobody had nothing happened in this episode. This yeah. is boring. I'm like, no, that's how the story's always been. If they, if they think nothing happens in those episodes, man, they must hate Game of Thrones. I was about to say. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. early Game of Thrones is the same yeah, thing. There, you go, most part, you go like three, four season. weeks with nothing happening, and then all of a sudden everything happens in one but episode. At this point, it's been so long since we've had a Game of Thrones episode, I've been like forgotten it exists. That's yeah. why you got, you're going to need that five minute previously Recap. on yeah, pre- previously like, on Game of Thrones. You're like, all oh, right, they brought back that character from the first season, but now it's recast and played by this person. And was that supposed to come out in April? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I sure. imagine losing most of March to binge watching the rest mm. of that. Well, be careful with the binge watch. They're doing six episodes, and, and each one is like an hour and a half. They're all going to be their own movie, movie essentially. Yeah. It's not even an episode. They're doing six movies, pretty much, which is the rumor. Yeah, and uh, and then they're doing a prequel series afterwards, yeah. and a prequel uh, Soprano series. Does that mean we're going to get Sean Bean? Is Sean Bean going to come back to life? In I'd be with that. That'd be cool. At the very end. That would make sense because of the prequels and that means the Starks are back in charge and uh, but then they, what are they, the kids? What about the kids? Mm-hmm. They're not kids no more. Mm-hmm. Recast the kids? This is already a terrible idea. Now you gotta do now you gotta do Fantastic Beasts. You gotta go back like a hundred years uh ahead of time. So yeah, yeah no Ned Stark, I'm sorry, Drew. No. Ned Stark. I just want more Sean Bean. I know. I know you So do. he can die again. I was gonna say, is there anything he doesn't die in? No. He dies twice in Golden Eyes. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. There is something I saw where I was like, oh, it ended. It's like, what? I just saw. I watched it at the end of the credits. Like, he's still alive. How come he did? I actually just. Oh, there be an end credits. Scene. I just saw it. a preview for some new Netflix series that he's in. Uh, Medici, about the the Italian family, Ooh, the Medici's. Okay. Uh, really, and do it, they it, die? It, it, like, it looks like he dies. Yes. Like, even in the preview, it looks like he's dying. In, in, that's awesome. In yeah. Black Death, uh, he's infected with the bubonic plague. And then he has he allows himself to be ripped in half by horses uh, so that he can then spread the plague on his enemies. Yeah! So he gets ultimate revenge on him in death. Well, at, le- <laughs> at, 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 at least when he dies, he's doing something cool. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, yeah. in, in, in reality, a part of him does live on, so... Yeah. Yes, as <laughs> as black death spores yeah. in their lungs as they all die during the yeah. credits, presumably. Yeah. Uh, that one's called Black Death. I recommend black people death. check it out. Yeah. Just for that alone. <laughs> just just watch the end scene. It's all you need. It really is. It's literally be- uh, Sean Ben Sean. Sean Bean, for uh, 30, 40 minutes, slowly dying hiding that he's dying and at the end of the like I'm dying bitches and, <laughs> and then exploding into a bunch of gross pieces it's a <laughs> strange strange film <coughs> exploding me. Sean Bean yeah that's what it should have been called exploding Sean Bean uh, pulled apart like uh, delicious barbecue mm. mm-hmm. would you like some pulled Sean Bean <laughs> pulled beans Fr- fresh pulled it's vegan because it's beans <laughs> that's but how you trick people but it's Sean Bean um. Oh, yeah. It's a different type of bean. It's like how a peanut is actually a bean. Sure. Because it's the legume. If you say so. It's grown underground. It's not a nut. You're a nut. Thank you. You're. Oh, you're an almond joy. <laughs> I was just about to <laughs> reference. No, that. you're. You're. You're mounds. Damn it! I got it backwards. <laughs> I'm the. I'm the almond joy. Yes. I'm full. I, of, I would be mounds. If we were a radio show, I'd be almond joy, and you'd be mounds. Uh huh. Actually, no, I'd be... Because sometimes actually, you feel I'd like mounds. a nut. I'm much more. Sometimes mounds. you don't. Yeah. No. I'm much more moundy than you are, actually. 
You are. <laughs> you have more mounds. To be fair, I have much more mounds. <laughs> yeah. So I'm mounds. You're almond joy. Okay. Okay. Where is this going? No idea. You know what? Let's take a break. Welcome we're going to crack open these meads. Welcome to Candy Talk with Drew and Chris. We're going to have some delicious meads. And then we're going to come back. We have a couple emails to read. I have a couple of movie news stories. And uh, that'll pretty much be just like now have a show. Oh, but before that, you ready, Drew? For some Billy Dee's Death of the Movies? Of course. Well, then here we go. There is only one God, and his name is Death. And there is only one thing we say to Death. Garbage Day! Welcome to Billy D's Death at the Movies. What is up, my dudes? Caught a pretty gnarly cold this week. Maybe you can tell. So, I've been all cold medicined up, and relaxing at home, researching for upcoming shoots. Kept seeing reviewers I like listing Paddington 2 as one of the best films of 2018. I remembered liking Paddington a lot when I saw the first one, but decided I didn't remember it enough, and what the hell, I don't feel very good. Maybe a dose of a very polite, sweet little bear is just what I need. So I double featured the Paddington movies. And what an absolute fucking joy these movies are. They're true masterpieces. Instant classics. They're moving, funny, sweet, and genuinely thrilling. You can teach writing classes on the economy of the Paddington scripts. Every scene moves the story forward, every character has a definable arc, and they're made incredibly well. Paul King absolutely nailed these films. They're finely crafted with love and exploding with creativity. The casting is brilliant. It's a who's who of British greats delivering some of their best work. Hugh Grant is especially good as the villain in part two. I'm liking what Grant is doing a lot lately, and I'd love to see him do more fun things like this in Cloud Atlas. Absolutely amazing. I'd put this up with some of the greatest sequels of all time. Last night, I caught Velvet Buzzsaw. This was not the movie I expected. In a good way, I think? I feel like I'm still processing it. It reminded me more of Maps to the Stars and less of Mulholland Drive. Everyone did a great job in this hyper-pretentious art world created by Dan Gilroy. It was interesting how there is no real explanation for anything that happens. Um, It's a creative, fun, funny movie, which was very unexpected and more of a straightforward horror movie than I was expecting. I think this might be rewarding on multiple views. It throws a lot at you, and your enjoyment may depend on whether or not you're willing to bother caring about any of these shallow assholes. I will be watching this again for sure. Stay cool, Billy D. We're asking the question, Ed, are we at peak craft beer? What do we do? What are we doing, Ed? I, I don't know. I don't think we are. No, you don't think you know. so? You think there's still room for expansion? Yeah. I mean, you've got, you've got two new ones opening in Orlando soon. You know, more, already. two more? <clears throat> yeah, Sideward uh, is opening in the Milk District, mm-hmm. and then 
uh, right across from the new Lucky's on Orange mm-hmm. is a uh, rock pit in the, uh, in the Soto area. Yeah, yeah, near the uh, actually the goodness gracious. There's that newly remodeled ABC that's you know mm-hmm. where this brewery is going to be. And the uh, Stanford Brewery uh, up the road here, they want to open a, a a second brewery. Yeah, here in Maitland. Yeah, it's not Sanford; it's Maitland. Yeah, but yeah. they want to open a Sanford brewery in Maitland. In Maitland. Well, it's like uh, it's like Orange County Brewers, yes. and they have a second location in Seminole County. Wait, what? Oh. Get out of here! <laughs> Do they really? Yeah, they don't make no sense. Yeah, they have one in Lake Mary. Do they really? Did that one open first? No, that would be hilarious. That'd be bad. First one opened downtown, so and then they're doing their. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. Was that into the microphone? I'm sorry. <laughs> Directly, actually. Oh, that's almost my bad. almost uh, as if you did it on purpose. Oh, man. I'm just doing some Foley work. Um, well, we're drinking mead. We are. Yeah. Just like we said we were. And this is the first one. This is the, the straight up traditional mead. Say it again. What was that one? Yeah, so this is Abbey Normal. Mm. It's 6.5% oh, uh, alcohol. Mm-hmm. Uh, Semi sweet uh, mead done with wildflower honey. We use all local honey. Mm hmm. And uh, this one's got no additional flavors in it. This is just all about the honey. Just straight up mm-hmm. fermented honey. Yes. What, so what is the process? How, what do you, when you say fermented honey, what does that mean? So a mead is brewed very similar to the way wine is brewed. So it's a little different than beer. Yeah. Uh, we in So our... you're stepping on bees barefoot? <laughs> <laughs> Always. We, you got to rip their sounds, wings off Sounds first. painful. The yeah. wings. But not the stingers. You're ripping the wrong no, thing off. we preserve <laughs> the bees. The bees make us lovely, delicious honey. Yeah, we And they the also bees. pollinate about 70% of the food we yes. eat. Yes, <laughs> yes. We need we need the bees. Need Mark the bees. Wahlberg told us we need the bees. Yeah, yes. we do. Um, but we, um, you know, you, you or bring the honey mm. itself in its in its pure form is actually the only food on the planet that doesn't spoil. Yeah. Correct. Mm-hmm. Um, and fermentation is really nothing more than controlled spoilage. So the the way you get honey to ferment is you you dilute it. You okay. drop the sugar content um, to something that something can survive in. Okay. In our case, we want yeast to survive in it mm-hmm. so it can create alcohol and uh, and co2 in the process mm-hmm. so um in, in the simplest terms meat is the mixture of uh, honey water and yeast allowed to ferment just allowed to finally ferment finally do a thing that it doesn't really want to do naturally no because it's so like, stable is it what it is it's honey a, that makes it's it got a really high sugar content yeah um and uh it actually if, if bacteria were to get into it the uh, because the the high sugar content mm-hmm. it actually pulls uh, moisture out of, of, of any organism that comes into it. So it essentially kills bacteria. So sugar is the ultimate killing machine on this planet. In, in bacteria a, in trying a to get certain into it. concentration, yes. absolutely. Yeah. And then we put it inside our bodies yes. and it kills us in, in the high highest concentrations. <laughs> yeah, can. there we yes. go. Yeah, so sugar. Beware of the true predator, apex predator. Sugar <laughs> has a mind of its own, man. This is some good stuff. Uh, sorry. And that little system moving down. Yeah, no, it's a great yeah. album, man. Except I, I couldn't get couldn't say it right. Sugar! Sugar! I had that. My friend bought that album on CD, the very first one, and then I, quote, borrowed it from him. Forever? And most of senior year of high Never school. Never gave it back? I one graduated. Liar. I was like, I, I had to get my own copy. You still have that CD he probably may, he in may your have bedroom right now. No, my copy is in my car because my, quote, mm. new car is from the 90s and has a CD player in there. Oh, so, nice. So I threw a couple of CDs in there to... Uh, and it works. Can you believe it? That's crazy. The, the label on the side says concert sound. Ooh. The speaker is about four by four. <laughs> and it says concert sound. I'm like, not, not any concert I've been to. Uh, awful one. All right. This is this one's delicious. I love it. It was. 6%? Yeah. <sighs> That's dangerous. Because mm-hmm. yeah, I could drink these. All day. Like a White Claw is like 6%. Yeah. You know, uh, so a lot of your standard craft beers, that's not like a crazy IPA, is going to be like 6, 6.5. Yeah. Yeah. I think the back in the day IPA is 6.5. OBP yes. 
flagship maybe six, maybe five point five. 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 It's a little lower, yeah. right? That's more of a drinking maybe. Uh, the, uh, Let us see. Yeah, maybe at uh, what oh, yeah, Oceanside from Tomoka is what six and a half somewhere seven point one. Seven point one. Oh yeah, so. yeah. Oh, but yeah. Uh, OBP five point five. Five point five. All right, there we go. We split the difference. Excellent. That's some good stuff there, right? That OBP. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Tom. We appreciate it, buddy. All right, Ed, that's why was that cup empty? Yes, it was. All right, that's why. I, that's why I bought extra cups. There we go. That so when Ed throws an empty cup on the floor, that's old Viking speak for bring out the next round of beef. <laughs> yes. Is it? Uh, yes. I, 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 I saw the first Thor. I've been watching Vikings on the History Channel. They that's never did he, that. That's what he did when he wanted the, uh, the that new coffee. They just said skull a lot. All right. So this is the. Uh, oh, what was the name of the other one? I love this name. This one is Limerick. Limerick, the key lime. Oh boy. So this one's gonna be ultimate Florida. Yeah, this one is going to be uh, on the other end of the of the of the scale as far as sweetness goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is very dry, very tart, okay. uh, much like a key lime, a yeah. little bit like drinking uh, alcoholic limeade. Okay, I do a lot of my personal booze of choice. If I'm not going to drink a beer or something, is actually uh, vodka soda, and typically that would come with a lime. So I'm very used to the the limey limey taste of uh, the tarty, no sugar type of mm, booze. Yeah. I was drinking Virgin yes. White Claws for the last month. <laughs> That's very funny, Ed. When you post that, like a picture of uh, <laughs> seltzer water with like five limes. Yeah. Virgin White Claws. That's very, very funny. Yeah. That always makes That's me like laugh. My, uh, my best friend, she uh, she orders limes with everything. Mm-hmm. So I told one guy, give me, give me a fuck ton of limes. Give me a fuck ton of limes. <laughs> and the, he, he got her Coke had an entire like rim, just all limes. Just limes. limes. Yeah. Those limes died for uh, a cause. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> The tartiness is getting me right in the right in the back of my mouth, right on my tongue. It's yes, like, but it, but it fades quick because it's oh, dry. Because it's good. Yeah, because it's good. That's mm-hmm. why. Mm. Yeah, this is nice and dry. This is refreshing. This is you know uh, you get a you know a solo cup of this on the beach. And you the beach. When you, when you said meat on the beach, this is exactly what I would imagine. Mm-hmm. So good. Um, and people can get this at the uh, the festival. Yes. Right? Uh, actually, Limerick won't be at the festival, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, Abby Normal will. Okay. Okay, and, but then can they get both at the at Abby at, Abby? at, at the ta- in the tap room? All right, that's and guys, it's, a, it's a very short walk. It uh, is. It's like half a block. Oh, from the actual fest. Yes, yes, oh, there yes. We go. that makes sense. Yeah. So when you get to the fest, check out a bunch of stuff, see what you like. Go to Odd Elixir setup. Like, oh, these are delicious. I want some of the stuff you don't have here. Take the very short walk over to the Abbey and get the rest. And then Uber home, please, Uber home. Yes. Oh, yeah. No, you're going to need to I'm telling you. What, and then what's, are they both about 6%? These are both, yeah, right about the same. I'm telling you. I get, mm-hmm. get drink these fast. Oh, All my goodness. Day. These are good. The, mm. uh, the lime rick's really great with a little bit of uh, gin in it, if you like gin and tonic. Oh, yes. Or uh, people mix them with you, a tequila. We add an alcohol, so our alcohols, come on yes. now, Anne-Marie, what yes, you doing to us? Uh-huh. All good mixers have alcohol, that, come on that, now. That's true. Uh, <laughs> I did, woman. one time I did, because uh, I, I tried the White Claw for a couple weeks just to see what was up, you know. But my my official position on White Claw, since I do the, uh, the vodka soda anyway, I might as well just stick with that because I'm saving on the four grams of sugar mm-hmm. that's in the White Claws. Um, You're doing an imperial white claw. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and <laughs> take that white claw. And uh, I added a shot of vodka. I did a, a couple of white claws and I had a shot of vodka and uh, turbocharge them a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then the next day, oof, boy, did not feel. I mean, it did not it's feel like, good. It's like adding a shot of espresso to your coffee. It was more like adding a shot of gasoline to my 
to my vodka. Yeah. It was bad. Mm. I was next day not feeling good at all. Mm. I should have drank more water. I feel like... More water. I feel like club soda and vodka is refreshing because it's mostly water. I feel like a White Claw is a trick. It's not really... It's not that much water. <laughs> no. It's, there's it something isn't. else going on there. It's just not... It's just unflavored beer. There's a, well, there's a lot of sugar and sugar salt in there. In there. But so it has yeah. a sugar in there. We're just going to get in you. And then if I drink four or five White Claws, that's a... A yeah. few packets worth of sugar, as opposed to my non-sugary. Oh man, but these meads are so good. Mm-hmm. See the mead, I would get all fucked up on the mead. Yep. And then the next day, I'm like, oh, no, what, oh my head, what did I do to myself? Oh, I so, drank fermented honey. <laughs> what a delicious hangover. Mm. That key lime stuff is good. Thank you so much for bringing it and uh, allowing us a sample. Thank you. That was wonderful yeah, stuff, you. people. Make sure you check out Odd Elixir and drink these delicious meads. Uh, Drew Cogburn Chris Crespo. we got some emails cinemacrespobliso at gmail.com we usually get these emails as a matter of fact like we mentioned off the air we had Ed come over last week and the yeah. first half of our show got the, the computer got just, butchered well, no, the, the computer was fine but the application gave me the blue circle of death and then it's in this program will stop working we will shut you down you suck and then I lost it all uh, so in that first half we read some emails I didn't want to just reread the same emails right away because yeah. you can't recreate a show. Drew and I, unfortunately, have tried that in the past. It does not work Oof, at all. <laughs> it it comes bad. out, re- yeah, very, very poor product. So what we are going to do, though, is we're going to reread at least one of the emails that we got last week, at least a part of it. Uh, Cromella, who is one of our listeners, sent us his top 12 movies of yes. 2018. So let's run through the list, uh, the truncated, abridged version of his list, Drew. Oh, uh, yeah, so... Uh, I uh, And then his preamble. What's his preamble? A lot... I have a lot of movies left to see from 2018, but it's almost February, so Halloween 2018 is number 12. All right, you guys see the Halloween uh, the remake that came out in October? Oh, man. It's good. It's good. I highly I, recommend watching I, it. I think even if you're not a fan of the I'm Halloween not, movies. Yeah, well, I'm not a, I'm not a horror fan. Ooh, well, then so. maybe you should stay maybe, away because yeah, it's very much it's a horror It's definitely movie. a slasher it's my, film. It's not my thing. <laughs> it, is, it is the highest grossing... Um, uh, is the highest grossing horror film with a woman or just the highest grossing film ever with the lead actress over the age of 50 or something like that yeah, for, with Jamie Lee Curtis Jamie Lee Curtis yeah. Yeah, yeah she oh she's so good in this movie mm-hmm. okay so uh, was she eating Activia during it or Activia she must be because she was fit yeah she was doing all her own stunts she, she had lots of shotguns she but... had shotguns she was like banging into walls and stuff and I she must have been she gotta keep regular if you wanna yeah. do that mm-hmm. Activia yeah. the girl yogurt that makes you poop yes <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to give me some Activia. Hell yeah. It tastes sweet, too. I'll talk about that sugar. <laughs> True. Uh, Halloween 2018. Can a movie be perfect sequel and still be only the 12th best movie of the year? Yes. All right. Number 11, Black Klansman. Yep. Return to form for Spike Lee. Sure. Number 10, Spider-Verse. Yep, Loved, Spider-Verse, yep. Loved it. Give me more Miles Morales. What a fresh take thematically and artistically on the superhero genre. Okay, cut the, the, the explanation. I just want the movies. 10, You Were Never Really Here. You're never really here. That's a crazy Joaquin Phoenix movie with he has a big beard and, and PTSD and he's a hitman, but he's not very good at it. It's very interesting. He, no. also, he also has a belly. <laughs> number eight. And then, Cal- he, then he had to lose all the way for Joker. He was, it's a strange movie. Oh, number boy. eight, Caliber. See, my my explanations are better. They are. Caliber. Caliber. Actually, I haven't seen Caliber. He's been talking about this movie a lot on Netflix. It's a Spanish movie, I think, that people should be British. checking out. It's a British movie that I think. <laughs> it's Spanish, Brit. Spanish, uh, British. Number seven, The Endless. Endless, uh, Billy D did a Death at the Movies on this one, and so one of these ones is about a couple of guys who got who left the cult, and then like they're trying to get back in as their older couple of brothers. It's supposed very, very well liked. Uh, what was the name of that one again? The Endless. The Endless. Okay, uh, it's yeah. available on like Netflix and stuff. Yeah, I saw that. Okay. You saw that one? Did you, I, I did did you like it? it? Yeah, it was very interesting. Yeah, it, it, that's people were like pretty blown away by this. Uh, it was yeah, little like, little movie. 
Yeah, like you can't, they couldn't get out of the, or they couldn't get out of the town or... Something like that, yeah. right? They're like wandering around. It's like a desert setting, it looks like, or something like yeah. that. I don't, know, I don't know. I'm just basing this on like... It was really good. I mean, like, uh, essentially, like, people were dying, you know, in a loop, dying, coming back, you know. Ooh, Ooh I like that. That's always yeah. fun. Temporal uh, uh, causality violations. True. Exactly. Number six, Tully. Tully, we saw this one. This is with Charlie Starin. She's fantastic in this one as a... Uh, it's Fight Club for Moms. Fight Club for Moms. She just had her third kid. She's having postpartum depression. And then a young uh, babysitter shows up to help her out as much as the babies. It's good stuff. Uh, number five, American Animals. Uh, yeah, we saw this one at the Enzian. This is a weird mix of like documentary and, and drama. That actually works out really well. Number four, The House to Jack Belt. Horror film. Don't watch this one, Anne-Marie. <laughs> Do not know. Stay away. Has, even okay. though it has Matt Dillon, he may be drawn in by, Matt Dillon, I haven't seen this guy in forever. No, stay away. It's, uh, bad things happen. Yeah, a question about things. that American animals. Are we sure they were all American? Uh, we're not even sure they're all animals. Mm. <laughs> Number three, hereditary. You, you mean like the heist people? The yeah. people who do the heist? I don't know. I think they're all Americans. They're, I mean, I'm pretty sure they're all citizens. Yeah, because yeah. they're, all, they're all going to university. Oh, that's Canadian. Yeah. Uh, what was that last one? Hereditary. Hereditary horror film. I just rewatched this one again. Stay away. Hereditary. <laughs> Oof. There's a lot of good horror film, films. It's yeah, they did. The last couple years, too. actually. Yeah, a lot of really good 2017 ones. 2017 Which is surprising, because I'm normally not a horror fan, but a lot of these movies have been on my radar. And then in 2019, we have Jordan Peele's Us. We have It Chapter 2. We have a couple more horror films on the yeah. oh, Pet Cemetery. Yep. A few more. They're like, these actually look pretty good. Uh, it's sort of a bit of a renaissance. Maybe because there's something about the current world we live in that's so terrifying that people are just channeled into their art in very expressive ways. So we are now, for some reason, existentially identifying with and uh, you know it's like a it's like an existential scream into the darkness that is being res- responded to with a uh, dark dark evil evil cinema number and two uh, sorry to bother you just like sorry to bother you which is all you should see this one okay satire dark comedy I like dark comedy this was a crazy okay. one Both. about um, how uh, white voice a guy yeah he has that white voice a guy a black dude like Keith Stanfield is the actor he gets a job in a call center because he needs work and uh Danny Glover is the old man, the old guy working in the call center. Too old for like this. he's too old for he is. Yes. I'm, I'm told for this shit, and he uh, he tells him, no. If you want to get any uh, sale calls to work, you got to use your white voice. And then as he starts talking, it's like Patton Oswalt's voice comes out of uh, Danny Glover. And then like he says, oh, I got a white voice. And he starts talking. And it's uh, David Cross, yep. I think. And then his voice starts talking. So then they, they become like great salesmen using their white voices. But then it's also about like uh, so workers' rights yeah. and. Yeah, uh, David Yoon from The Walking Dead is in it. Glenn is in it, trying to get people to do a strike, and uh, it's fun. It's a really cool movie. Sorry to bother you. Definitely recommend you checking out that one. And number one, Mandy. Mandy, stay far, far away from Mandy. <laughs> Crazy movie about uh, evil, uh, like black goo biker men from another dimension who uh, eat uh, gray acid that makes them want to uh, I don't know. trip balls forever. And that's just a subplot. Yeah. I do, I, 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 I do want to say, I do want to say, I do want to say one thing. Uh, <clears throat> Cromella did write that kids are going to be taking LSD and watching Mandy 20 years from now. Yes, that is true. Mm-hmm. It's for sure going to be yes. a hazy dorm room movie for a long time, just uh-huh. Mandy movie. So it's a this crazy Nick Cage movie. This is not about Barry Manilow? No, no. unfortunately. I'm sorry. Uh, it's not the, it's not the life story of Mr. Men- Manilow. 
Actually, and I think you might like Mandy. The first hour or so is kind of slower paced, but it also no. has a very heavy metal vibe to it. The whole nice. thing's got a very metal vibe yeah, to it. Yeah, the whole it. thing has a very metal vibe, especially nice. towards the end when Nick Cage breaks out a giant uh, homemade chrome battle axe. axe, chrome battle axe that he uses to start hunting down uh, these biker people from hell. It's a wild. Like I said, stay away from crazy psychedelics. <laughs> it will fuck you up. But it, Ed, you may like it. Yeah. Ed, it. it'll fuck you up too, but you'll enjoy me. No, you will. You'll enjoy <laughs> the pain. Real. Real. So thanks, Carmel. We appreciate it. I just wanted to, because he gave us a long email. It's not his fault that the computer, uh, the program shat the bed last week. So I want to yeah. at least give him a little bit there. Uh, and then Gabe hit us up again. Uh, yeah, he's uh, entitled his first movie-going experience of 2019. Oh, nice. Okay, finally so he's, the theater. He, he's reviewing some of the previews, and then he has a review of Glass. He's reviewing the previews? Yes. I like it. <laughs> uh, so the previews. Godzilla looks stupid, but I'm also intrigued at the Mortal Kombat-style gambit uh, he would have to go through. Crazy cast. Mortal Kombat-style gambit? Just as MK. I guess I like uh, having to fight through all the different uh, to get to the big yes. guy. Like yeah. a video game? He does, yeah. You know, it's a giant monster movie. I love Godzilla's. I love monster movies. But the Godzilla trailers have done nothing for me. Oh. I haven't been excited at no. all. Didn't they just remake a Godzilla that movie? That was like four about years with ago. With Brian Cranston. Actually, it has been four years about. Yeah, yeah it's already it been, about four years ago. It's yeah. already been a while. And since then, been they've made the uh, King Kong uh, prequel movie, right? Skull uh, Island. Island, which was awesome. And then they're making, this one's coming out this summer. Yep. And then 2020, they're aiming for Kong versus Godzilla. Which means either King Kong is have to is going to have to get really, really, really he's, big. He's going to triple in size. Or More Godzilla's going to have to get smaller. They're yeah. both. They're rather do both. You know what? It's almost as if uh, they're made of monsters and doesn't matter. <laughs> what was the yeah. really terrible with, with the rock and the alligator and the... Rampage. Rampage. That yes. was bad. Which I, I never saw it. I, I wanted to like it just because I played the original Rampage It has nothing game. to do with the video game. Well, I mean, it does in that there are people that turn into giant Nobody turns into... No people turn oh, into giant Oh, they're monsters animals. that get big. No, they're, they're just... They're animals that get mutated and yeah. turn very large. Yeah, the animals that get big. And they rampage. And then they rampage through a city. Yeah. I mean, there's a shot like, of them that beat up a building. Does no. one of them climb up a building nope. and then punch the building and then, like, take a person and then no, eat them? No, eat them, no. Or then punch a, a punch up hotel no. sign and then get electrocuted nope. and then you see their bones on the inside and then they mm, fall along onto the street? No. No. None no. of those things happen. Mm. It is an Dis- awful movie. Disappointing. You know, disappointing. Dis- I am disappointed. Yeah. Serenity trailer. Serenity trailer, okay. A big cast. This but is I'm, a Matthew McConaughey and Hathaway movie. A big cast, but I'm not interested. McConaughey is an overactor. The reviews for this Serenity movie that are out right now are so bad. That I have to see it. Ooh. It's one of these things where it's Ooh. like, apparently this thing, it has some sort of twist, some sort of story element that just has people being like, what were they thinking? I'm thinking it may even be some sort of like, oh, Matthew McConaughey is crazy the whole time. He's like in a, this whole movie plays on, and then at the end he finally he's in a mental institution, like sitting in a room somewhere. Yeah, Ooh, movie. 22%. Yes. Uh, I was going to say, didn't this movie make like $8, uh, you know? It's very poor. It was part of that terrible Super Bowl box office weekend. We can we go decided. see it at the Cobb Plaza Cinema Cafe right now. Right now? Uh, well, we're four, recording it, a show it, right now. It starts in a half hour. Yeah, we're definitely recording a show right now, so that's not, that's <laughs> yeah. not happening. That's not happening. Well, I mean, I, I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe. I mean, if you want to skip the trailers. That's what I'm just saying. All right, well, the trailer we got. Uh, Miss Bala? Remake of the uh, South American film. I think it's South American. Maybe it's Central American. Miss Bala, starring Gina, Gina Rodriguez, okay. becomes a badass, but the movie looks subpar. Redbox rental worthy. It does look like a Redbox rental type thing. Catherine Hardwick directed the first Twilight, and then she was like, I'm out of here. I don't remember. I don't think she's done anything since then. Catherine Hardwick. Interesting career she's had. Pet Cemetery. 
It looks like strangers mixed with uh, not so intense. It comes at night. Intrigued. It crossover? Question mark. It crossover. Interesting. I think it looks good. I like the trailer for Pet Cemetery. I like uh, scary cats. Uh, the WWE movie actually looks kind of funny, but what does this movie do that the show WWE Tough Enough doesn't do? It's a, I hate the mid-2000s rock. So commercial. It's written and directed by Stephen Merchant. That's why it's uh, different. Uh, it's also a biopic of one of the women that... Of Paige, yeah. Paige, What's her right? name? Yeah, yeah. But it's not actually her, though, right? No, I don't, think it's, I don't think it's her, I don't think it's, it's her. you know, about her story coming up. And it's time. written and directed by Stephen Merchant, who's a buddy of uh, Ricky Gervais, mm-hmm. and does a lot of his own stuff, and his own right is very good. He's also in uh, Logan as... Uh, Caliban, correct. Well, si- or, what a weird uh, career! I know Simon Pegg's in it, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. And I love Simon Pegg movies. No, 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 no not Frost. Simon Nick Frost. The, other one. Oh. His, the, other one. the fat one. Yeah, yeah. Nick Frost <laughs> is uh, he plays the dad. Yes. Okay. And they're like, well, wrestling. Well, we love wrestling. Wrestling is real, don't you know? I think that's how. The and finally, Alita: Battle Angel. I'm not interested in this movie, but you can tell the lead is all CG with live performances dubbed in. Yeah. Interesting mix. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's produced by... Produced by James Cameron. And directed by... Robert Rodriguez. So I'm going to see it. So I'm going to see it. Yeah. In 3D. Glass review. All right, here we go. We saw Glass starring Samuel Jackson, Bruce Willis, and James McAvoy. The first 20 minutes is packed and edited too fast. Okay. It's not congruent with the... Pricing, I, I'll go with pacing, pacing, pacing of Split or Unbreakable. Okay. After that, I bought in. The first quarter is meh. Next half is good. Last quarter is meh. A lot of problems. <laughs> meh, good meh. <laughs> Some things I like all over. Okay. Uh, I'm glad I tried to avoid the trailer images. It mitigates my expectations. Okay. You know, that, that just okay. makes me sad because I was always hoping for a real... Good. I, I wanted it to be great, no. and I was just like, yeah. you, you want the M. Night Shyamalan-verse to happen? I wanted the Shyamalan-verse shyamalan I was ready for it to all come together, and it disappointed me, the movie. I was like, yeah, whatever. The split was better than... That's what happens when you have a guy named M. Directing your movies. M. Well, because, to be fair to, to M. Night... He is working in a system that's like, what's your name? Minoj? Minoj? How do you say no. that? So he's like, no, just M. Knight. Just call me M. Knight. You know, because it's a, you, know, you got to whitify your name in order to get by in, in the, in the white patriarchal system. Can you, people people can't are having enough pronounce... time with Shyamalan. Yeah. Now you want to throw Minoj in there? Get out of here. Guy's trying to get a job. Uh, you know, if his dad called him Michael, then then, then he'd just be Michael Shyamalan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then he keeps then us be, up. He's going to need to get a, a second mm. job. Well, you know, now. No, he would just be Michael Knight. Actually, Glass is, gonna, is making money. Michael Knight's a much better name. Michael Knight is a great name. That's a fantastic yeah, name. It's, it's, a, it's been used. That's why it's such a good name. Yeah, it's um, shadowy flight into the world of a man who doesn't M- exist. M. Knight's been working with the, the Bloom House, who does a lot of low budget stuff, and then he's also been self funding his movies, too. Yeah. Like, put it, taking out loans this on was, his property this, in this, Pennsylvania. This one's going to hurt. No, it's not, because it cost him 20 million to make and it had an open weekend of like 40 already. oh really yeah okay. so it's gonna make the money it's gonna do fine international he'll make his money he'll pay that mortgage he's fine uh so he'll get another job because he's sort of self-financing now that it only gets you so far <laughs> uh, yeah. we'll see okay let's got a couple of movie news stories here first off ben affleck ben affleck fan yes or no it's all right all right ben affleck yes or no ed no just in no. general ben affleck no uh I, yeah, I think he's pretty good. You know, but you know, he's been Batman, and I hate him now. Interesting, no. uh, Drew. Ben Affleck fan, yes or no? I mean, overall, I would have to say no. 
Even though I enjoy him as a director. How about as but a he's, Batman? He's not a good actor. He's one of the worst Batman, and that Phoenix tattoo on his back seals the deal. <laughs> That's just a midlife crisis sort of thing, the poor guy. He may have been drunk when he did that. And you, we That's don't, a we don't really long, large tattoo. Like it would, I thought it was a long it, drunk. It was a long... It was like, it he he, must, a have been, he must have been drunk for months. It was a lot yeah. of mead. That's all I'm saying. Drunk for months. A lot of extra fortified mead. So you're not a fan of... The Batfleck. No. You're not a fan of the Batfleck. No Bat Are you a fan of Batman at all? Or the movies, Anne-Marie? Yeah. Uh, I think Ben Affleck was terrible as Batman. But... Universal dislike for Batfleck death at to this Bat table. Death, mm-hmm. to, death to Batfleck. You got your wish. Yes. He mm-hmm. has confirmed he is gone. He has moved on from the Batman role. He is no longer Bruce Wayne. Good. You will never be afflicted with... Batfleck ever again. But who Good. are we afflicted with now? Ah, isn't that I, I just question? heard a name, like Matt something. Matt. Matt Reeves is the That's... name of the director who's doing The Batman, which is coming out July 2020. I think so, July 2020. You know, no, I... June 2021, excuse me. And so we're, really... we're still a few years away from this Batman movie. So they have time to cast them. Yeah, and you know, Batman movies have always been like, look, you've been able, they changed actors three times, or, you know, what, Two times. Goodness, during, goodness uh, gracious. The, so many. In 90s movies. Ke- I mean, Keaton, Kilmer, Clooney, yep. in a yeah. span of 10 years. Bale, Affleck. Uh, do we remember TV Batman besides Adam West? No. Um, I mean, because all, all the TV shows have been animated. Right, and then the live action well, Kevin DC Conroy stuff has counts. been as a voice actor. Yeah. But, but I'm saying live action, then we've gotten Batwoman now mm-hmm. and all these other side characters, the Gotham show. Yeah. But they haven't done the Batman as a, as a TV character. They really well, they have. Well, I, they, 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 there is a young Bruce Wayne on that Gotham show, apparently. Yeah, there is. And apparently and he's going to become Batman. Apparently, they're teasing him. Yeah, as, he'll, as he'll becoming the Batman. Put on some sort of suit by the end of the yeah. show. Or whatever. I think they're going to give him a few episodes before the end of this, rather than pulling the uh, the Smallville. Oh well, I'm never going to wear the suit and just like you know. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, at yeah, the yeah. very at end. At the very end. Yeah. Like they CGI'd him in the uh, the damn thing because he didn't want to do it. So Deadline, a uh, uh, big reporter over there, out there in the coast on LA. Deadline uh, tweeted: The Batman to fly summer 2021. Ben Affleck passes the torch to the next generation of Bruce Wayne. Uh, Bat- ben Affleck retweeted that with the comment: Excited for the Batman in summer 2021 and to see. Uh, Matt Reeves' vision come to life. So sort of being like confirming it. Yes, this is for sure. It's just the way it is. I'm very excited for Batman in the future. So Ben Affleck uh, trying to graciously step aside from the role. Allow someone else to do it. Now someone did tweet. Uh, they presented an idea. Drew, did you see uh, my Michael Facebook? Keaton one? No. Michael Keaton? No. I, somebody, Bring back Michael Keaton. Somebody else tweeted what we should do. Is, has anybody seen Batman Beyond? Anybody a fan? Batman yeah, Beyond? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we do the Batman Beyond movie. We bring back Michael Keaton as old Bruce Wayne and whoever can yes. be the new Batman. Or or you do uh, Kingdom Come. Oh, yeah. that would be great. Yes. With Michael Keaton. Yeah, with Michael <laughs> Kingdom Come is so well, good. That's too epic. Yeah. People can't handle Kingdom Come, Ed. You're asking people to wait well, too much. Dude, they can barely get a Shazam dude, off the ground now. Dude, here's now you want to do a Shazam with pathos? Well, he, here's yeah. here's the thing though. But people through the Marvel movies we found are more into the weird kind of strange stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, they could take a chance at it. Kingdom Come's a great story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, at this point, I mean, God. too bad we can't bring you back know. Christopher Reeves as Superman. Well, CG could. Yeah, we get we could have CG. Christopher yeah. Reeves, the Superman. Well, there we was a have, the reason I brought that up also is I was looking on 
uh, on my feed it showed uh, the news about uh, Batfleck, and then shortly after that it was like see uh, see Henry Cavill as Kingdom Come version of Superman something oh. Photoshop and it looked really good yeah that's fun that's cool yeah Kingdom Come highly recommend people read that. Um, someone named Rodrigo Perez tweeted out something that got a lot of traction really fast on Twitter. Funny how these things, you know, what, what pick up speed, what picks up speed and what doesn't. Um, Drew, I'll show this to you first. Hear me out, ladies and gentlemen. The next Bruce Wayne, here's my pick for hashtag the Batman. And here is your picture, Chicago. Really? The Daniel Kaluuya, this guy, he was just in... Get Out. He's the lead in Get Out. He was just in Black Panther, and I he was just in Widows I, as a bad guy, a very steely face, yeah. mean I, bad I, guy. I, th- I think he could pull off the Bruce Wayne. I would need to be. I don't know if he could be Batman. Could he be Batman? I well, Batman just you know, a cowl. He, he could be a, a good. Mouth. He could be a good Bruce Wayne. But some eyes, you know. But you gotta have a Batman voice. You just can't do the Christian Bale thing like everybody else has been trying to do. Well, Ben Affleck, like, I appreciated the. Burn. Um, I, yeah. Oh my God. No, I appreciated the. Um, the vocal changer that they came up with that Alfred was like a tinkerer. It's like, yeah. here's a electronic device that then... No, no, it's not like Batman. It's like, no, I sound like Batman. No, I am the Batman. Batman. I'm coming for you, Joker. Joker. I am coming for you, Joker. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. That's, that's my Batman. Yeah. That's already Batman. And uh, I think Daniel Kaluuya is an interesting choice or uh, the idea... Then someone... So, like I said, this idea... Well, that probably exploded, it exploded into online Idris Elba. It's a think pieces. Well, no, just more the idea of what does it mean to have a uh, 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 a black billionaire vigilante as a Batman? What does that change? So then someone said, well, there's this whole comic series. It's a short run, but it's out there. It's called Nighthawk. And yes. This, it's essentially the same thing. Yeah. And then their idea for what would a black ba- black Batman be, they did a tweet thread. Well, that was Malibu then, Comics? Maybe. I think back in the day. I'm yeah. not sure. But it was essentially, he said, I'm just adapting Nighthawk yeah. into a Batman. So this is what it would be. And it's like, for the current climate, I actually would love to see this. Uh, even though it is an origin story again, but still. So a lot of the things are the same. The you know His parents are killed in an alley. His parents are rich. They're philanthropists. Um, he grows up to, you know, because they don't stop the killer, he grows up to be a vigilante. Um, but here's the thing. Okay, so his parents are black philanthropists, so they work in black Gotham a lot and building up black communities, so then they're ignored by white Gothamites. They're not even that well-known amongst white Gotham because they didn't. They do spend so much more time building up their own community, right? Because they need so much more work. Mm-hmm. And then they die. Uh, they get killed by, you know, Joe Chill, whatever. That's all the same. Um, the cops don't respond. Maybe the cops don't respond because they just see it as a couple of black people being mm-hmm. killed, not realizing, oh, these are actually very wealthy philanthropists. This is going to cause a problem. So that's why they don't respond so quickly. So then that adds a whole layer to Bruce Wayne of not only does he hate crime. But he doesn't trust the police now, either. Now he's upset at police response and things like that. So then as he becomes, uh, grossly becomes a vigilante, his target isn't just the criminal element organized crime, but then it's also bad actors in the police department mm-hmm. uh, so that then makes him a target not only of the criminal enterprise but, but also yeah. target number one for the police and then there's a whole social thing where amongst black Gotham and minority Gotham he is a hero because he's stopping all this crime but and he's also Gotham stopping police brutality they see it as a, yeah. a villain so there's a big debate in social media about the role of Batman as a vigilante uh, and then someone suggested, what if the cop or if the person that kills his parents is also like, what if he's a cop, like a bad cop, a dirty cop? That has a whole another like, mm. crazy layer. So there's yeah. actually like a lot of things you can mine here that you can change by some things like Spider-Man. You could kind of essentially tell the whole exact same thing with Spider-Man. He's yeah. a mass character for a reason, yeah, right? Exactly. There's certain characters you change your race, you change the gender. It's not going to do much. But I think if you change it. 
from a white Rockefellian Republican Batman to now uh, a black philanthropist uh, vigilante Batman. That changes the whole outcome without even changing the story beats. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? I could see if you, if you did it exactly like that, I could see that happening. You know, like Which apparently that, is just that, this Nighthawk thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I could see that working, but if you're just going to be like, and don't get me wrong when I say this, if you're just putting a black actor in it to put for the sake of putting a black actor, sure. in the, there's no point. You got to go full Monty on it and like yeah. change yeah. everything. To, All of it. You got to uh, um, appreciate the ripple effects for what they are and then write for them, you know, yes. and, and make it more relevant. Not just, yeah. we're just doing it for the dollars. No, don't do it for the dollars. Do it for the actual exploration of the idea because it could be cool. Yeah, yeah and I could, I could actually see more of an Asian character for Asian Batman. I recommend it. I was like, I threw this in the Facebook group. I'll throw a bunch of names based on this. Daniel Kaluuya. So like, what about Henry Golding? He's this guy who's blown up now with crazy rich Asians yeah. and he was in a simple he's already, favor. He just played a billionaire. He just played a billionaire and he's like a very, very he's, dapper, very charismatic yeah. young dude. Uh, he's a, being, kind of a bigger guy. I can see him being Asian Batman. He can easily be Asian Bruce Wayne yeah. uh, Batman for sure. There's plenty of young actors out there where I think you do, especially if you get outside of like thinking of the same physical stature. I mean, Michael Keaton's like five foot two. He, yeah, you know, I mean, everyone was like, he's too short to play Batman, and then he's a fantastic Batman. Yeah. He, was, he was great. They just put lifts in his boots. You're good no, to go. Lifts in his boots. That's what cam- camera angles are Fake for. Fake muscles. Yeah. <laughs> camera angles, Apple boxes, yeah. holes. Fake muscles yes. on your yeah. Uh, armor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fake muscles on the armor, the mold, it yeah. suits. Come on. Um, there's great footage. I still has to be out there of um, for the very first Iron Man. They're getting ready to introduce at Comic Con Robert Downey Jr. to go out there and Hall H to hit stage. Hello, I'm, I'm your new Iron Man. I'm Tony Stark. I'm Robert Downey Jr. And uh, so it's like right behind stage, right back where he's about to go. Like you can see the people waiting for him, and he's standing there off the side. He's ready to go. He's dressed all in black. He's got his sunglasses. He's super cool. Someone's standing there with a video camera taping him with their phone. They're taping him. Like, oh my gosh, Robert Downey Jr., look. And then they pan down, and it's like, look look at his shoes. He's wearing lifts. The dude was wearing four-inch heels. His shoes were trying to make him, I guess, closer to six feet tall. Wow. And he was wearing gigantic, obviously. Because like, he's not that tall. No, no. he is not tall at no. all. He was wearing uh, Gene Simmons kiss boots, wow. pretty much. That's yeah, crazy. He was going out there like Marilyn Manson, uh, uh, like uh, what the uh, RuPaul's Drag Race, like yeah. in the yeah. catwalk, uh, fiercely, you know. It's wild how big those shoes were. It's very, very funny what they do. Well, Nicole Kidman had to, uh, they, she had to, you know how good of an actress she is? She had to pretend that she was serious with Tom Cruise while standing in holes. Yeah. yeah. Either she would be in a hole or, or he'd, he'd be, be on, a, on box. a box. And she had to be like, I love you. You're my, you're my equal in every way. <laughs> and then there was, uh, what's his, or, and they uh, got along with Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. remarried. Uh, what was it? Gwyneth Paltrow actually had to, in one of the Avengers movies, mm-hmm. yeah, the first one, I think, oh. she was walk, she was walking around barefoot the whole time so that he would not be taller than, exactly. or she, she would not be taller than him. And then showing a wide shot, she's probably a few feet away in her heels, right, because it's an yeah. office yep. setting, get back to a close shop, and yeah, because she's a tall one, and he's a, he's a tiny little guy. Yeah. He's a cute little guy, daddy, cute, <laughs> cute, cute little guy, we'll put him yeah, in my pocket. Like you don't really... He's like my snarky Pikachu. I think in the newest, uh, the new Avengers movie, when he's, when they're in the park, yeah. and he, like, yeah. it's either perspective, or, or he's actually you know like I said in on li- or wearing lifts. So he may be point. like on a like sitting on a curb or something. Like you don't see yeah. their feet or it's that type of thing. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, she towers over him. It's one of the Paltrow. She's a tall lady. That's so funny. Didn't even think about that. Um, so there we go. We'll see. We've got a new Batman coming. Sorry, Ben Affleck. We barely knew ye. Rest in power. But uh, we got a new Batman coming. Also, now that a lot of people are like, I don't know. I guess it's a snarky thing. 
the idea of oh maybe it's finally time for a female Batman you know uh, don't we already have one isn't she called something else there's Batwoman <laughs> which and, they did really good with we that we have Batgirl too and don't Batgirl. we yeah. thank you there's already yeah. two Batwomen uh, as well as very many there's so many female Gotham characters when are we, getting, when yeah. are we just gonna get a Batperson straight up Batperson mm. yes can we get a trans Batperson absolutely that'd be trans, fantastic trans Batman trans well, Batman trans Bat trans Bat Bat, or Batwoman uh, full on Robert Cox she's a uh, she's a lesbian yeah yeah Ruby Rose Ruby Rose is uh, like well, open... and, and the actual character is oh, yeah yeah that's what I'm saying yeah yeah, yeah. oh yeah Ruby Rose is the actress so what's the name of the um the Kate, character Kate Kane Kate Kane yeah Kate Kane superhero name so she's doing Always. very superhero name she's doing the I don't even watch I only watch the uh, Flash show even then I'm a season behind but with the whole Arrow versus crossover thing yeah, so they, they introduced that character she was really good in it and then they're probably going to give her her own show a Batwoman show on the DC which then opens up for more Gotham stuff and more villains so they're trying to figure out when are they going to introduce uh, Bruce Wayne and Batman into the whole Arrowverse thing eventually if Batman yeah. will actually become no. a character yeah they just in this whole DC world where Batman exists but doesn't it's like no one ever talks about Batman but, yeah. he's, but he's out there well, they, they mention they mention it in a in that crossover. They mention it like a few times. Like right, either, right. either the, the Batman doesn't stuff. exist, yes. or he's gone. You know, like oh, or that he's gone. Okay, yeah. That's so it's her taking over, or it's her handling. Gotham. So she's a, she's in a, a vacuum, a power vacuum. There, that someone had to step up. Isn't she like a cousin or something? I think I think so. Yeah, the same. You know, Supergirl and, uh, and Superman, right? Yeah, isn't mm-hmm. she just a cousin? Yep. Yeah, but Kara was sent. Uh, she was sent before. Superman, but her pod got knocked off and came back twenty years after. Uh, yeah, time travel, temporal Tem- causality violations. Yeah. Um, speaking of the women of Gotham, so we got Harley Quinn. She's mm-hmm. got her own movie with the Birds of Prey, right? Yep. Yes. But then they're also still doing Suicide Squad. Dose. But, but it's supposed to be a, a relaunch. Yes, thank you, Drew. It is. They're relaunching it because uh, while the first one made a ton of money, it's not that well liked. James Gunn, who did the first two Guardians of the Galaxies movies, is writing and most likely going to direct the Suicide Squad sequel, which is now going to be called The Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. So it's almost the same title. You have Suicide Squad and then The Suicide, the Suicide Squad. Squad. But it's going to be a very different movie in terms of style and everything. everything it's James, James Gunn. Yeah. It, it really looked like it fit into the... Uh... The last of what's his name, Joel Schumacher's Batman movies. That vibe, the, the colorfulness of yeah. the characters. The, the, I got I mean, an ice cream headache looking at when it. When you're doing like Croc, Killer Croc, and these type of characters, I mean, you, you, you got to go over the top. You can't uh, make them too serious. Just as long right? as we don't put nipples on suits. Yes. No. No bat nipples. More nipples on suits. Don't bats have like twelve nipples? Yeah, I want a Batman nipples. suit with like six down yes yeah. on the belly working nipples <laughs> but with different ones like is this button acid shoots out of this one so he can like break into a door shoots out of this one and it's like milk for his coffee yeah. <laughs> say bat milk <laughs> yeah bat milk activate just like oh it's too hot it's too hot yeah, you just go back to like the Adam West where all the uh, gadgets out of bat foamer <laughs> you can get your bat shark repellent it's like Robin made yes. you a bat, bat cachino yep <laughs> Adam, yeah, that's shark repellent. The yeah. Adam yeah. West Batman, where they didn't care if they were abs or not. No. That was so yes. Oh, so much easier. It was just going. men in tights. Just put the suit. He's a barrel chested man. He's fit. Look at him. He, he eats three steaks for dinner. And you know how healthy this guy is. Some oh. days you just can't get rid of a bomb. Yes, thank you. the The campiness of that is so wonderful. Uh, uh, they, there's a great commentary track on one of the editions of the Batman movie. 
that you can watch with Adam West doing commentary. And he mentions it at least five times doing commentary. Like, this is another example of the theater of the absurd that we were doing. And he takes it very seriously talking about how, <laughs> yeah, it's like, this is why we were d- to made this decision and that decision. And then watching as a kid, I just watched it for the goofiness and enjoyed it. But then watching as an adult, the commentary track, I'm like, oh yeah, these are very purposeful decisions. Have Batman running around with a giant fake bomb yeah. with a fuse that's like, shh, it's never ending. It's like going to go through, oh, here's some nuns. Oh, here's a bunch of ducks. Oh, yeah. You know? and it's like straight from the Sunday comic strips. Sunday comics, <laughs> yes. The shark repellents and all that stuff. Those shark spray. Yeah. It's so, and then he goes through the list like, there's barracuda spray. There's barracuda. Oh, the shark spray. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's where Oh my God. So goofy. I love it. I hope, I hope Matt Reeves, the Batman, does that in 2021. That'd be great. That would be great. Let's just bring it back full circle and then throw it all in the river and get rid of it. So we got <laughs> Suicide Squad sequel is coming, uh, whether we're ready for it or not. And then finally, um, sort of a good news, bad news scenario here. Uh, it looks like The Stand, Stephen King's seminal... Oh, stay away from this one, Anne-Marie. <laughs> Stephen King's seminal story of good versus evil in the guise of a... During a post-apocalyptic sort of setting of, of a virus outbreak happens, but then there's a, really a battle of good versus evil. Mm-hmm. The Stand has been adapted a couple times now into, I think, a two-part miniseries and then like a three or four part. So anywhere from like two to six hours, they've told this. CBS has ordered a 10-part series. So 10 hours now, minimum, to tell the story of Stephen King's The Stand. Uh, So that's the good news for people who are fans of Stephen King and want to see, like, a nice big budget updated. Bad news is if you want to see it, you got to get on that CBS All Access. Another streaming service. (laughs) Another streaming service where they're rolling out I don't know, now two or three different Star Trek shows right now. they're all just going to have their own, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, for all the people who cut the cable, and guess what, guys? Now you have to subscribe to like eight different services to see all the different things you want. I already have access to, I'm not paying for all of them. <laughs> I have access to Netflix, Amazon Prime, Hulu, the WWE Network, which uh, surprise, has a lot of great entertainment yeah. on that thing. Yeah. Uh, for old fans and new alike. And uh, is that all that I have that costs monies? Yes. And then there's also stuff like Tubi and Pluto and all these other apps that give you free stuff with commercials. And then there's the Criterion channel that is starting. Getting. I want that because the Criterion collections all. You the can, HBOs? I have HBO. That's right. I pay for HBO. I forgot about HBO. And I'm supposed to sign up for uh, Showtime. I, I keep forgetting to do Showtime. You see, I got to sign up for HBO for this Watchmen show. The Watchmen show, Game of Thrones, True Detectives already on like uh, episode, episode, uh, episode three four or, or five. Yeah, I haven't seen any of it. So behind on all that. Uh, now there's a CBS All Access. There's Disney Plus that's coming. Yeah. D Plus. D Plus. And then everyone's doing their own thing. Everyone's breaking up. Everyone's segmenting. Yeah, we've got Sling. And then we do have Netflix. And uh, my son has to have uh, give us Hulu as part of his rent. Yes, there uh, you so. go. Yeah. Squeeze, there we go. Squeeze that password Everything. out of him. Yes, good job. Give me that password. <laughs> That's how you do it. Amazon Prime. Oh, yeah, Amazon Prime. Yeah. So there's so many different things. And then they all want to produce their own stuff. Apple is producing their own shows. Oh. Facebook is already producing their own shows. I refuse oh. to watch anything on Facebook. No. Nicole Byer is one of my favorite like comedic personalities these days. He's doing a Facebook show. She thing. has a show. She's already done a season, maybe two, called Loosely Exactly Nicole, which is like a sort of loosely like biographical sitcom and uh, I want to watch it I ain't gonna watch it on Facebook, on Facebook. no maybe watching you can, no shows on Facebook maybe you can watch the Facebook show through YouTube if I can get someone to Instagram story the show that's still Facebook if I can get someone to Snapchat yeah, the no. show I'm not on Snapchat if I can get yeah. someone to describe the show to me via Facebook Messenger no damn it back to Facebook oh, how, about you, get... how about you just have Lady Raptasket watch it and then review it for you there you go I can 
But I, I don't know about the, the, ac- no guarantee, the accuracy of there's that. There's no guarantee becomes, that she will actually watch that movie. The accuracy becomes rough there. I mean, it's like, yeah. I mean, you know, she'll she'll give me a, some a review of something. Yeah, and she'll say it's a review of that. Yeah, but it could just be a dream she had. Could be anything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, it's tough to wrangle that one down. <clears throat> Excuse me. Okay. Uh, all right, guys. We've hit an hour and a half, so let's wrap right. the show up. Uh, that's it for our movie news. Unfortunately, uh, we don't have the monies for all these services, so someone is going to have to watch the stand and then review it for us because I don't have CBS All Access. Not me. The only people who have CBS All Access now me. are people who are like diehard Star Trek fans. You into Star Trek? The old Star Trek, just the old one. Yeah, I don't, I don't keep up with. You don't keep stuff, up with it at all. Next generation, definitely. Next, yeah. TNG. Well, well then, well, well then yeah. maybe. Then you're gonna yeah. want this. Jean Luc Picard's coming back for oh, well, his, with his own series. Jean Luc Picard's coming yeah, back. Yeah, he's, he's got his own. It's his, his own series. His own Picard show. Oh, yeah. I'm down then. Patrick Stewart's coming back. It's all about what he does. It's his retirement year. It's yeah. like it's like what if uh, Star Trek met the Golden Girls? I was just it's, about to yep. say that. It sounds fantastic. Uh, yeah. like, I would I'm, watch that. I'm, I'm Thank totally, you for I'm being totally a Star Trek then. friend. So <laughs> I'm, for, I'm sorry that I unfortunately got you sucked into. Yeah. That. That's okay. all right. I'll just make my son get it as part of his. Retirement. There you go. Make him <laughs> get it. You watch Picard. He can watch The Stand, and he'll send us his review of The Stand, and then we're good to go. Oh, okay, we got it all sorted. Out. Take that, CBS. Good job, Chris. We did it. All right. Drew Sakaiwin, thank you. You're very welcome. Ed, thanks for hanging out, buddy. Oh, thank you. Anne-Marie, thank you so much. Thank you. That was a lot of fun. Thanks for bringing the meat. It was delicious. Everyone remember, evolutionbeerweek.com. Use PFT at checkout to get $5 off. But then take that $5 and like stick it in that that tray they have the McDonald's checkout registers for the... Yeah. You know, do something with that five bucks. That's good. And also listen to State of the Beer Union. I mean, come on. Absolutely listen to State of the Beer Union. Please. <laughs> need to get those numbers up. Come on, get, yes, listen, yes. Also, rate and review on, on Facebook. I think we're up to like seven reviews over there. Nice. Seven ratings. So let's get that up to ten. We can do it. It's worth it. Say the Beer Union on Apple Podcasts. Anywhere else you listen to the podcast. Excellent. Thank you, Ed. And uh, and also drink to milk a beer. Yes. Drink odd elixir meads. Yes, please. And uh, friend Drew on Facebook. Don't. Don't? You're my, you're my uh, follower on Instagram. I love you for it. I mean, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there we go. Thank you, everyone. We appreciate it. Peace out. A PFT Media Production.